Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Biz Nation podcast. I'm Kerry and this is episode 63. Today we have a super guest lined up. Joining us is Daniel Powers from Real Brave. And as the surname says, he has amazing powers to share with us today. Daniel comes to us from New York in the United States with over 18 years experience in building businesses across the globe. Daniel is going to share with us some of the effects he has seen on businesses in the United States about the pandemic and during that time. Let's unpack this together. Welcome aboard, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me today, Carrie. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. It's great to have you here. I appreciate your time and we're just going to dive right in and and unpack this together and and have some fun. Sounds good. Excellent. So, Daniel, my first question to you is let's go back. I really want to know why you started Real Brave and what it's all about. Can you explain that for, for the listeners? Sure. Well, if anybody's listening has ever uh, known an artist, a songwriter, someone who pursued music, wanted to become a rock star, that was me. I was that person. So uh, it was natural for me to want to continue that somehow, but it you know, wasn't paying the bills basically. So I had this grandiose idea once my daughter was born, of course, to start the business. And uh, it started out as part recording studio and part uh, part lesson, but it was really more recording than it was lessons. And uh, I really was trying to find you know, my stage still. Did a lot of recording for film, uh, uh, TV, uh, did a lot of uh, distribution deals, uh, really anything I could. I can go on and on about it. But, you know, it, Ultimately, the ultimately the the lesson portion won because that's really where the need was. So I was able to around 2006, 2007, start figuring that filtering that out a little bit. And by 2008, my second daughter was born. I had a a conversation with my wife and I said, you know, I'm going to stop music. 2008, 2009. And she was uh, taken back. But, you know, honestly, since then it's just taken off. Uh, it's really, it's grown. It's done amazing things. And it turns out Real Brave was the, the best song I've ever written. So, Right. Awesome. Great. So you were originally writing songs. Have I heard this correctly? I was a songwriter. I mean, I was in bands. I did a bunch of stuff, you know, maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And, uh, that's what I wanted to do. But ultimately, like getting to the business model, uh, being in a rec- like we were part recording studio, part lessons. I just I started seeing the opportunity with lessons, teaching, giving back. I was doing it anyway. But then more of my time was spent in lessons. And then the recording studio aspect kind of went away around 2008, 2009, 2010. It was really the final, final countdown, if you will, of, of the recording part. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. So, 
now you're in the business space. So now you're you're hovering around and, and helping others in business by the sound of it. So give us a little bit of a, a snapshot of, you know, during the pandemic, it's been such a an awful time and so many people have, you know, suffered and, and businesses have, you know, been turned upside down. We've heard the word pivot used across the globe. You know, it's, sure. it's quite the been the buzzword of 2020 and I think it's continuing through to 2021. So what have you seen? What What's out there? What's happening? Well, to be clear, uh, I'm not, not, not just uh, we're, we're not necessarily coaching or like helping uh, in in general, but there there are a few things that I do that uh, that do that do fall under what you said. So number one, I'm part of uh, Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses. It's an initiative that it was kind of like a learning program from years back that you were able to take for free. Goldman Sachs paid for it, learned about business. But afterwards, they created uh, Goldman uh, 10, 10 KSB. It's, it's uh, 10,000 small businesses, but 10,000 voices. And I'm on the leadership council for that. And what that means is we're able to help uh, talk to uh, policymakers here in the U.S. about issues that, quite frankly, mean a lot to small businesses. Uh, this this is not political. This is just w- w- this is just the, the plain f- fact. A, a lot of times we get taken for granted. Uh, we're seen as uh, you know they're taken from our pocket a lot of times. You know that it's taxes or whatever whatever you the case may be. Uh, during the pandemic, we found an opening to be able to tell our story. And tell them exactly what was happening. So we had a huge impact on some of the policy making. Like I don't know if you heard it, there's the PPP program that the government was able to send money to uh, struggling small businesses and then get them through the pandemic. A couple, and that was really kind of I think the main thing. Um, personally, I know a lot of businesses in the New York City area, New Jersey area that are struggling. So we're constantly talking to each other. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's it could be a mentorship or, or friendship, whatever you want to uh, to uh, I guess whatever umbrella you want to put it under. Mm-hmm. But a lot of thirty percent of the businesses in in the United in uh, New York City anyway, thirty percent of the businesses in New York City have either folded or have severely cut back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure this is not just New York City. This is worldwide because we're just starting to come out of this right now. Mm-hmm. I know Australia and, and a couple other uh, you know, uh, places around the world haven't been as deeply impacted because some places we were able to do a better job and not you know, necessarily every sector, but uh, we certainly got hit pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And here in Australia, like, it's almost feeling like things are back to normal, but at any moment it can snap and then there's a, another small wave and, and some new restrictions and, and that kind of stuff. And this is happening globally, you know, many different countries are coming in and out of lockdowns at any given time. So businesses to cope with that and to, you know, roll through that, no one's got the crystal ball, you know, we don't know what's coming next and, and what's going to happen. So it's it's such an interesting time, but scary, you know, a lot of businesses just don't understand what's what's next for them. Would you agree? Right. Use the word pivot. That's the hot word of 2020, 2021. And, and because of business innovation, yes, we don't know what's going to happen, but the future is going to be very innovative. Uh, take, for instance, you know, my business and what we did. We were backs up against the wall. I made a decision to push everybody online, which is very similar to what a lot of people in the music school space did. A lot of independent contractors did. 
but you know, me owning three locations, uh, having you know dozens of employees, I had to figure it out quick. Mm. So just just picture this for a second. Imagine having your three locations now be now they're gone and thinking of the future, like what that holds. We were now the same as everybody else. So I had to innovate. Yeah. What I decided to do was 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 invest in software so we can build a platform. Actually, you know, something like Riverside, which is interesting. We built a video platform so that uh, folks can come on our platform branded. And it's a video room where the students and teachers are, are talking to each other and having the lessons. And then we built apps in there. Mm-hmm. And this way, we had at least an online studio. We weren't the same as everyone else. So that's innovation. That's yeah. the way that I brought myself to the space and made a pivot. And now the future is bright. We can do subscriptions. We can be around the world. Uh, I've taught people uh, in uh, Sydney. And um, the future is bright. A lot of businesses are figuring out something similar. You know, like they're trying to find new ways to sell what they or do what they do and new ways, new technology, new software, new innovations. So, so much is going to come out of it that I, I think that we are going to have the roaring 20s, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But it's going to take a little bit of time to get there. <laughs> no yeah, doubt about no. that. But the roaring 20s are coming. They are. I agree with that so much because, like, you know, normally in 2020, like Zoom, anyone that had shares in Zoom was just, oh, my God, like that would have been crazy because Zoom just oh, took off, you know, and all yeah. of those spaces and, and new platforms like that, like Zoom arrived to the marketplace and new options, new virtual options, you know, events are being held online in conference spaces of thousands of people. It's 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 crazy. It's right? madness. Yeah, yeah. So I, I took part in a, in a uh, couple of uh, virtual events where thousands of people were on it and they did a good job. Yeah, I, I really I have to give it to them. I mean, it, it wasn't the same as an in-person event, but it had value to it. And that's everything that w- we as business owners want to be able to provide, because ultimately we are providing some sort of value, some emotional need. We're connecting with somebody on some level. So so that's the thing with Zoom. We were just going to be the same as everyone else. And I just was like, I can't do this. I got to find something else as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. And believe me, there there are there are many thousands of people, even on Clubhouse, right? So Clubhouse is a perfect example, mm. right? This is this is how we started talking. Clubhouse is the perfect example of innovation and timing, for quite frankly, because yeah. you know would would they be have been as successful if we weren't locked down? Eh, we don't know. We don't. We're not mm. really quite sure, but. I, I'll tell you one thing. I never want to go to a networking event again. I, I want to just uh, use Clubhouse and uh, stay that way for yeah, the rest yeah. of my life. Networking it's my interesting. PJs. Yeah, it's really interesting because convenience has really come into our world, you know, like people, I'm sure there's businesses out there now going, hang on a minute, I used to pop my sales rep on a plane and send them, you know, to another state or another country and then I paid for accommodation and transfers and, you know, meals, all this kind of stuff. They can do this online. Like the businesses have got yeah. this opportunity to turn this into a positive and, you know, save some some really good funds in this space. And I agree with you that, you know, the face-to-face value will always be there. It, it's always going to be present because we're human. We need to interact, you know, as, as humans. Yeah. But this convenience right. that's been brought to us, um, you know, just by by chance of the, the COVID pandemic, people will take advantage of that space and use that convenience in their business to either save the funds or save the time. It's, it's money or time, isn't it? 
Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And there's there just to go back to what you're saying, there is a need for human interaction. So yes, we have to get back to some sort of normalcy, but the innovation that occurred during this time is going to have a rippling effect throughout the economies of the world. Uh, the vaccines are going to have a huge effect on medicine because of the way that they were built mm. or not built, but put together, you know, they're using RNA. They're not using the same, um, see, I know a little bit about the science and we were, we were talking, joking about that before, but the truth is that this is going to change the, 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 the face of business over time quicker than we probably even understand. And I, I mean, I think the future is very bright. It's just that we need to get there. It's like a lot, what a lot of the, my friends in the business world are saying we just, we just have to we have to wait and survive this. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of ride the wave, but at the same time, do what you can to to cope and and to you know pivot and and you know get with the times. That, that, that you know what, what can you do? It's just it's unfortunate, right. and none of us saw it coming, and we still don't have a crystal ball on it, so we've got to roll with it. You're listening to the Biz Nation podcast. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zarb, or directly on my website at kerryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can find the community on Facebook at Biz Nation Support Group. So Daniel, I want to ask you, let's go back to your particular circumstance when you moved everything online and, you know, yep. remote working and that kind of stuff. What did that look like? Like, did you have a, a, a little panic attack when you were going through this process of bringing all the pieces together? What was that like? Oh, Carrie, it was, it was, uh, it was really difficult. If there's one thing that I knew for certain prior to the pandemic, there's one certainty, we were safe. We, we had a safe facility. Nobody was getting hurt or there was like any lingering disease anywhere. As far as I knew, we were very safe. So when that was stripped away, it was a life-changing event for me because I didn't know if we were ever going to go back to the studio. Yep. Right? So so that's number one. Number two, we had to, I had to take a, a 1,200 students, uh, 80 instructors, and get them into this new 2D format that we're in right now. And uh, in the beginning, we were just on, you know, a Zoom type Google Meet platform before we moved to PracticePad, you know, the thing that we built. Mm -hmm. So getting there was 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 difficult. And I will say it was probably March 11th when um, there was the chatter. The chatter was there. You know, we might close down, we might close down. And I, and I talked to my managers and I said, I think we're going to close down. We better prepare. And they're like, stop it. A lot of people were like that in the city. So we were on the forefront. We got everybody on sooner than a lot of people did. Um, about, but the funny thing is that, that once we did, I actually got really sick. Oh no. I got really, really sick and I hadn't been sick in years. So we got everybody online. We're, we're all set and ready to go. I got really sick. And then I woke up like three days later uh, seriously, like I was high fever. I must have had COVID. I really, I, but I don't know. I, mean, I never got tested. Um, and half my student base was gone. Oh, wow. Yeah. We lost uh, 70% of revenue 
in quarter and second quarter. And uh, it was scary. It was scary. So I, I spent uh, all of April and May looking for as much money as we possibly could to survive. Did probably took out a million dollars in in, uh, in loans and all this all sorts of grants. Uh, I'm not scared of of any of that stuff because I just that's how I built my business. But the reality is like this: I wasn't going to let this define me, mm. and I was going to find a way to get through it, or go down in a blaze of glory. Whichever, whichever you. Uh, you were going to go down trying at the very least. Go down trying, yeah. So, yeah, that's that was the basic idea, and it was it was scary. Um, but if there's one thing that any entrepreneur who's good at what they do uh, should be saying is that you know when your back's up against the wall, you're going to fight, fight like hell, and um, do what it needs do what needs to be done to be successful. And, and I feel like we've done that. We kept people safe. We kept our instructors home for over seven months. Um, a lot of them are still home. Yep. Now we're in a, a rehiring phase. We've been open since August and, uh, we've got about 280 days to turn it around and I am just dead set on doing it. And I think once we're, we've turned it around and got back to some sort of a normalcy, we've got practice pad now worldwide and we're going to be able to grow exponentially. So let's see what happens. That's exciting. It really is. I like think so. To- yeah, absolutely. Like hats off to you for, you know, making this transformation and and surviving, if I can use that word. It's a pretty bold word, but I think, you know, that's that's my buzzword for 2021, you know, surviving. surviving. Yeah, yeah, COVID. It's 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 insane and and still not to have a roadmap in front of us, you know, to have still this this void of unknown and, you know, meet those challenges head on and diversify and, and make it happen. That's that's just amazing. I think that's incredible. So thanks for sharing Thank that, by the way, because I yeah. think one of the things as a business owner that I see a lot is, you know, I guess that, you know, what do they call it? Like a you've got to be honest with yourself, you know, you've got to, got to be real and you've, you've actually got to, you know, look at some of the circumstances and, you know, fight or flight, really. It's, it's very fight or flight. And, and I'm, I'm really pleased to hear that you've, you've, you know, moved in this space, you've moved quickly and you've diversified and, and sounds like it's going to be wildly successful and, and probably adds to the business in, in the long term. you know, like having implemented this, um, what's it called? Practice pad. That Practice sounds, pad. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Did you, yeah, yeah. did you build that with a team of developers or? Yeah. So developing software is, is quite a journey. Um, we just, I decided to not hire in-house because it's too expensive. So we, a lot of people find agencies. So a uh, long story short is we, we hired an agency. I've done a lot of the CTO work, chief technical, t- chief technical officer and, uh, wireframed and, and make sure that we're on, on a path. So we, we phase one, we got the, um, the, the video um, portion working phase two, we launched and had like some recording interface in there that, that helps with, with practice. And also our curriculum is lo- loaded in phase three is going to be this year sometime, uh, sometime midsummer through the end of the year where we have uh, an audio recording interface. Uh, we've got the commercial version ready so that people can get inside and, and uh, have a good experience. And, um, yeah, just, just scale from there. If we, if we were, my, my goal really is to go from a thousand students is what we had before. That's normal in 10 X 10,000 students worldwide. Uh, and, um, you know, sky's the limit. 
Yeah, that's amazing. And I think it's good that you're also still working on this. You know, you've obviously implemented the urgent things first and you've gone through those steps. I love the phases, you know, that's that's awesome and I think that's so needed, but there's more to come. So it's exciting times ahead. Yeah. Very exciting times, a lot of work, a lot of weekends, a lot of nights. Uh, And then (laughs) sprinkled in there are baseball games with my kids and soccer and basketball and cheer and date night, hopefully every once in a while. Got to make time for date night. Got to make time for it. It's important. Being married to an entrepreneur, I'm sure it's not easy. (laughs) If I was married to myself, I wouldn't like myself. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. So, Daniel, can I ask you a little bit further in what you're seeing um, during this pandemic? You know, we've got uh, some other words to to kind of hit here like culture and and values. Just to kind of unpack that for us, what what are you seeing, what's happening, whether it's yourself or or to others? Well, here in the States there's a movement – that, that's that's hard on business, which is like the like the antithesis of kind of like culture, you know, is is the is the thing. There there's there's a large from my from from my side from my opinion there's a large amount of people that are interested in moving more towards a um, a workforce that is uh, you know that has more flexibility you know it's unionized and uh, is is not like, totally dedicated to whatever like people think that they're dedicated to and that makes it a little bit harder for some businesses so you know values a values driven business is really the way to go where you're 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 looking at your employees and thinking the best for them which is how I've always been you know but the same token you want people that are driven and like looking to add value and not just like earn a paycheck and like that's that's kind of where I'm going for it what I'm I'm saying here I'm not saying that that there th- this is going to happen right but there's there is a movement you know with the minimum wage which is needed i mean people may, need to make a uh, minimum wage that's um that they can uh, you know live a life with mm. uh but what i'm saying is you know a, a values driven business meaning you're you're working for your employees you know you're not they're not working for you uh that's something that i try to stri- try to strive for with with my employees a culture that uh gives back so we have, you know, as many perks as we can, we're still a small business. I mean, we can't do a lot, but um, working with them as much as we can to, to drive their lives and, you know, give them time away from the business too. Like that's important. Like they need to take time off. That's, that's a thing. So America is a little bit behind in some ways with uh, some of these concepts. And for my company, I, I try to give back as much as we can. It mm-hmm. just depends on who's there. I mean, if you're, if you're giving, we're going to try to give back. If you're just kind of punching in and clocking out, I mean, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's <laughs> you yeah. got to give a little bit more uh, in the, in this world, in this economy, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, definitely. And I've seen a massive change in that here in Australia, and and I think it'll it'll eventually reach the global level. And you know, different uh, businesses are going to experience this at different times. But yeah, there's a there's a whole new level of appreciation for our team, and you know they've they've had this massive change in their life for those that were coming into the office and doing the nine to five and everything was normal and everything was regular and there was this routine. Their lives have been turned upside down, you know. So, and I, I think more and more employers are actually recognizing the value of their team as well as the fact that, you know, they're human 
and and they've got right. a life and they need to be looked after and and yeah exactly what you're saying so I think that's great obviously you had this before in in your business and this was a and you know a really high standing point in your business but more businesses are coming on board with that which is great to see yes and the work from home model is important to us now uh, I never really thought that we would be able to get that but imagine this I mean the work from home model for a small business, we made it work. So yeah. it's actually solving a problem that we had, which is we, we work with musicians and they would go away. They would go on tour and like we would have to figure out like how to replace them. But now they can actually use practice pad on tour. So and, and you know, teach their students if they're going to be away for a weekend. Mm. It's opened up the, the, the notion that you can work part-time for our company and, you know, take care of your kids if you need to around that. It's, it's opened up flexibility, the work from home model. So I'm going full steam into it, even though we pay enormous rents, we still have to do the in-person thing, but full steam into that because it's going to offer so much flexibility for the, uh, the employee. It's going to offer, a, um, you know, they, they like it too. They like working from home. It's comfortable. Like I'm actually in my house right now. So I'm in my, my studio and uh, yeah, I'd like it too if I work from home. So I think it's it's pretty good. Yeah, and I think it it certainly, like you said, small businesses don't have a lot to offer in the way of perks. I think this the pandemic has changed this because the new perk is obviously being able to work from home and spend less time on the road or in traffic and, you know, commuting and that type of thing and just have that flexibility. Yeah. You know, small businesses are now offering employees to, you know, change up their work hours, you know, perhaps spending different days of the week or different times of the day, whatever suits their lifestyle. And that I've seen that change a lot here in Australia. Are you seeing that as, as well? As far as what? As far as hours are concerned, like having more flexible working hours or are you seeing still some structure to that? Uh, corporate, well, bigger companies have kept their employees home uh, across the boards. Uh, companies like Salesforce, that they instructed their companies not to come back for a while. And I think they're coming, starting to come back in June. There's, uh, I know for a fact that Chase which is a huge bank, um, they had people working from home and a lot more flexibility. And according to the statistics that I've seen and talked to a couple of uh, people that are around us, um, 40% of the businesses, at least in the United States, are going to use at least some sort of work from home model, uh, at least part time, if not full time. Uh, it's not going to replace the in-person thing because some folks want to come back to work, like you said, but it's certainly going to be in play. And you're talking about that has a ripple effect too. Yeah. Because now, now cities are going to get affected. But yeah, I mean, the corporation, big, big companies, I never like saying corporations, big companies uh, have made an, 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 a significant adjustment that uh, really does affect the worker. I think there's a lot of places that can't. I mean, we were fortunate to be able to do that. Restaurants can't do that. Can't work from home in a restaurant. No. You can't work from home, you know, in any sort of like retail environment unless you're just going to close down your store and just work from online. I mean, we can, you know, we can g give example after example, uh, but the the foundation has been laid for the future where I, I do think that it's just going to be more and more work from home 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I think, you know, obviously technology's helped a lot with that because being in the era that we are, I, I just said to someone on a previous episode, imagine if this happened 20 years ago, like that would be devastating, you know, to not have the internet as it is and technology as it is. It, it just, I, I still think of it like nearly every day how how impactful that is that, and how fortunate we are that this has happened during this time and, and this era. I think that that's a great point, Carrie. I really do. 20 years ago, logging into, uh, you know, AOL, America <laughs> Online or, or something like that, waiting for the dial-up tone. And then if that was even possible, I mean, we during 9-11, just to give you an example, we were shut. I was in uh, New York City and um, we were shut down. Like there was nothing. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything for a week. And I didn't realize the significance of that until years later when I was a little bit older and then thinking back, like, wow, we know there was a good week or two that we didn't, we didn't go anywhere. We didn't do anything. It was very upsetting. Uh, but we were allowed to move around because a lot of businesses, which what, what, what they were saying at the time, please open up again because we need to get back to normalcy. Uh, the, the significance of, of today is that we were shut down for months. Yeah. Months. So that's way different. A week is, is, it feels devastating. Two weeks, it's like, yeah, that's borderline, like crushing. Months, um, it, it's the people that I've talked to in, in 10KSB, 90, 80, 90 to 100% down in revenue. Uh, I have a friend who owns a very successful business uh, not, not too far away from me in a similar place. Uh, he owes, you know, five dollars $600,000 in rent. Uh, he's not going to pay that back. Yeah. So those stories are compounded and you're not you're not hearing them you're not hearing them on the news every single day i'm sure you're not hearing them in the news in australia and i and everybody's given like the the, the chipper kind of like we're going to be okay and i believe we are too but who's going to be left behind in this and mm-hmm. if the small business owner is left behind we're leaving behind innovation we're leaving behind your neighbors you're leaving behind companies that were on the rise and then now falling and what are we going to do and it has it has a ripple effect in the economy so uh I hope I answered your question. I feel like I went on yeah, there. I get yeah, pretty, no. pa- I get pretty passionate about this stuff. Like, um, not a, like, not that I want to go into politics because I, that's not something I want to do. But uh, I get <laughs> pretty sure? passionate about it. Are you sure you don't want to go into I, politics? I, I, don't, I don't, I don't. This just too. It, it's if it was, if it was like cut and dry and like you could just like make a difference in people's lives, great. But it gets so like stuck in mm. like uh, fake things yeah yeah <laughs> no house to describe it <laughs> i agree with that i i really do i think all of us you know that are passionate in in our in our rightful spaces you know we want to make a difference and and you know the idea of going to a higher level sounds amazing but the politics man no nah. <laughs> the politics man i can't i know i agree yeah. uh I, I started a nonprofit about uh, eight years ago. It's called After School Rocks. Mm. I, I felt like I was very fortunate uh, to have this wonderful business. And After School Rocks gives back. It's it's very small, but it's it, we have we we give formerly homeless children the access to music music education that they would ne- never get anywhere. Wow. So we work with a couple of uh, supportive housing units. One in particular right now because of the the pandemic. And we're able to, to use practice pad because we can do it, you know, outside of there before we were doing it in person and give them access to music. And it's wow. great. It's one of the most amazing things. So I like to, to pick and choose where we're able to get back. That's one of them near and dear to my heart, seeing a child pick up 
an instrument for the first time and then just be like amazed at it is just life changing. That's amazing. I'm so glad you brought that up because I wouldn't have known that. So that's that's an interesting fact. Um, what's the name of yeah. it again? It's called After School Rocks. After School Rocks. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's cool. And and has that got a, a website? Have you got a, a like its own platform and it? Nothing that I've updated. I, <laughs> that's that's a problem. It's there. on the list. I, yeah, it's on the list of things too. Uh, it's afterschoolrocks.org. It's uh, it's a dreadfully not updated website, and um, probably could use some spiffing up. So if anybody's out there wants to do it, please do it. And uh, you know, online after, at afterschoolrocks uh, and any of the social channels. Uh, yeah. But we, we've we've done some really cool things with it. You know, like small fundraising events. That's just helping like. 10 people get access to music lessons over the past couple of years has been great. Mm. And, um, it's also a lesson for, for, for me because I get to go back, I get to get in, get into the community and remind myself that, um, that there are people that are struggling and this is good. This is a good thing to do to just, just help somebody. I mean, there's, yeah. there's no, no, no better thing in the world than being able to just give something to someone from your heart, and, um, that if anybody has been following along is really kind of like the basis of business anyway. Yeah. Emotional attachment. If you're, you're filling a need and if you're able to do that, if you're able to fill a need, a problem, you're solving a problem, but really speak to them emotionally. I mean that if you're selling soap, fine, but how do you really connect? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but with, with after school rocks, it's, it's a true, just same idea, like just filling a need. Uh, doing something really just fun and uh, and exciting for for a kid that uh, has had a hard life, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. I think that's amazing, and it, it's great when you've got that option to be able to do that. And I think we reach this point in our business and in our lives where it is time to give back. Uh, that's something that I've discovered in in recent years as well. And yeah, it's an amazing space to be in, and it, and it's it's really good that it, you know there's no price tag. It's not about the money it's it's good to do something just from your heart and and something that you want to really you know dive into and, and give it's it's just an incredible space so thanks for sharing that i think that's awesome oh, well i'm glad i brought it up sometimes yeah. i forget yeah no that that was just very fortunate that that came to mind because i did not know about that space at all and, and i'm sure um, it's something that needs to be shared you know i think we've all got that option as we reach that point in business you know to be financially stable to be able to do something like that so congratulations i think it's awesome thank you so, Daniel, uh, I wanted to also just check with you about some other things that you're seeing in the States, just because I'm super curious about what's going on on that side of the world, because we don't get, <laughs> and obviously we can dive into the, the US uh, news and, and that kind of stuff, but the news doesn't doesn't interest me. You know, there's a lot of clickbait and, and big headlines and, and, you know, weird stuff happening behind it. So just a, a quick snapshot of what you're seeing in business, uh, you know, we, we understand that everyone's suffering and everyone's going through this odd time, but um, is, is the vibe coming back? Is, is positivity starting to flow back into people's lives? It's a mixed bag, honestly. Uh, from my point of view, from Main Street, it's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll put it from like a marketing point of view, okay? So from a click marketing point of view, when you're looking at pre, pre-pandemic, okay, I'll just, I'm going to go this way and I hope this works for you. Uh, pre-pandemic, when we would look at the the volume of of 
click clicks that we would get and the results because of that and then our roi are like you know click through rate and, and all that good stuff we would get you know i don't know 100 125 people to walk through the doors every month and take a lesson and sign up or whatever they were going to do and there is a a hesitancy like i started with because it's not safe to to do that and that's very evident because we've tripled our budget in some in some aspects uh seeing interest we're getting maybe the, the rates are a little bit lower on on the clicks but eight eight people will walk through the doors mm. and what that tells me is that they're not ready yet they're not yeah. totally 100 percent yet. they're going to go to the to, to the supermarket supermarkets are just like whoever owns a supermarket right now i mean you're just making a ton of money Jeez. Yeah. uh you know, pizzerias in, in the U.S. you know are probably doing fine. Like, there's certain parts of the economy that are doing what really well because it's a necessity. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, the Targets and the WalMarts and all that—they're there. The Amazons are doing fantastic. Yep. Right. And then there's people that work through Amazon and like they're selling, so they're probably doing really well. But from like a Main Street local level, there's a lot of people that are just thirty percent down. That's like that's like the number. Yeah. Right now, I'm about I'm about forty percent down mm -hmm. in revenue. So, but when I talk to people that own businesses, entrepreneurs, or just small business people, just call them small business owners, and on Main Street, uh, there is a there's that heart still. Like it's going to be okay. Yeah. That, that heart is always there. You know, when we're talking offline, if we're having a beer or talking. You know, frankly we're able to to speak to the fears that we all are know are there but ultimately we're just waiting for september december like that that line we just got to get there yeah and that's what we're, that's what we're all looking for yeah and i think that's the good thing at the moment is there is that light at the end of the tunnel we probably don't all know exactly when it's going to happen and what it's going to look like but the fact that it's even coming at least gives some hope to business owners out there that you know there there are better times ahead and over here i'm not sure exactly over there but over here there's been a lot of businesses that have pivoted and flourished you know we had one particular business here in australia was a distillery and they flipped over to making hand sanitizer because there was such a, such a need, you know, like talk yeah. about tapping into the market of the times, like that was just incredible and such a good story and, and such a you know, amazing situation that they were able to do that. There's still a distillery as well, but, you know, bringing in hand sanitizer and, and meeting that demand. And, and that's what I'm seeing here in Australia. It's supply and demand. Like you said, the grocery stores, the food outlets, you know, that's a necessity and that's something, you know, particularly takeaway food, that's that's normal, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, definitely. Um, and then, yeah, as far as businesses that have suffered and, and are still suffering, everyone is down to some degree, you know. There's a, there's a loss, a percentage loss there somewhere. But, um, yeah, online's taken off. Online shopping, deliveries, oh, my God, amazing. It's, it's just incredible, that space. Courier drivers must be just tearing their hair out for the last 12 months, you know, and, and doing wicked hours to, to try and keep up. And I'm sure right. it's the same over there, yeah? Yeah, online retail, yeah, online service, uh, it's still a um, – it's, it's like a 50-50 thing. So, like, for me – the future is bright. I mean, like, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I think we're, we're going to be able to, because now that, that online learning has become somewhat of a normalcy, like people mm -hmm. are not like, um, you know, like to pushing away. I'll give you an example of like when it started. So when we first started and I woke up from the three days, uh, you know, hiatus and I was 
feeling a little bit better and I saw all the students gone and I started calling some people and I had said, Hey, you know, we're moving to this online version of what we do. And the people that quit besides the financial stuff, the majority of them were just like, Oh, online doesn't work. Online teaching doesn't work. And they never even tried it. Wow. So there was a fear of the unknown, which some people just like, I don't want to do it. I'm, I'm scared of it. I don't want to do it. That's impossible to sell to. There's just the, you know, the stubbornness, like, you know, well, this wasn't working for us anyway. I'm going to try something new, not try the thing that we worked really hard for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's that too. But yeah, I, and I think now that we've established this as a thing, a lot of school kid, uh, children here in, in the U.S. Uh, have been doing this for a year and say what you want about it, but it's, it's a thing that they understand. So now it's not necessarily a new thing. So now we know mm -hmm. we've established it and our service online has a future. It's just a matter of just establishing who that customer avatar is. It's yeah. not going to be for everybody. No, it's, it's no. not. It's just not going to be for everybody. And that's okay. You know, yeah. But it's not like it's it's going to be 10% of the population. We feel it's about 50% of our students were, were not ideal and the other 50% were. So the, it, there's a market for it. And just like with everything, it, there's certain things that work um, for some people and certain things that don't. Yeah, awesome. Wonderful. Thank you, Daniel. And, and, and thanks for sharing so much of your story and your journey on today's episode. I've, I've really enjoyed hearing what's happening in the States, uh, how you've diversified your business. And, you know, like, honestly, to go back and think, you know, you had those few days where you were just laid up and, and you couldn't really be involved. You know, it must have been such a daunting time for you. So I appreciate you being so, so vulnerable and, and sharing all of that with us. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's really great doing this with you and thank you for having me on. No, you're very welcome. But I must remember, before we wrap it up, where do we find you? What What are your social handles? Uh, me? You're going to find me at Daniel Powers Jr. Awesome. Awesome. On Wonderful. all the platforms. Yeah, and find yeah. me there and uh, that's that's the best way to get me. Amazing. I'll pop some links in the show notes for the listeners so that we can reach out and get in touch. That would be fantastic. And thank you again for coming on the show. It's been awesome to chat with you today. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes and I would also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.